everybody. Welcome back to Gone Outdoor Radio. You are listening on Kello News Talk or KWSN in Sioux Falls or the mighty 790 in the Fargo-Moorhead area, KFGO. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri of Brewer Agri Outdoors. And we're going to head down Ottertail County, western Minnesota, chat with our good friend Randon Olson of Lockjaw Guide Service, because if we want to know what's happening on the lakes, which a lot of people are, a lot of people are curious, is do I need to put my ice fishing stuff away for the year? Uh, are we going to have some decent ice? Are we not? Is it not safe to be out there? If we want that information, we go to Randon, because Randon's out there every day, targets many different lakes, so he's got his pulse on the condition of our minnesota lakes how you doing randon i'm doing all right i'm uh, catching a suntan out here today so i know you said recently that you just pulled you have six ice castles that you rent out throughout the winter and you have pulled them now which i'm thinking is probably a good plan for those that still have let's start with that for anybody that still has their house out there should they be getting them off like soon I truly think so. Um, any permanent house should get yanked off. You know, we're looking at like 55 here in a couple of days. So um, I, I think now is the time to get them off, at yep. least the permanent. So the ice conditions, and I think a lot of experienced ice anglers know this, but there might be some listening that don't, is it's not necessarily the ice out in the middle of the lake that's the problem. It's getting them to shore. Correct, uh, 100%. Um most of these lakes, I mean, you can drive around in the middle of the lake with a truck, no problem right now. We have some lakes still sitting 12. Um, we have a few lakes sitting 15 yet as far as inches of ice, um, but it's the access points. And uh, I think one thing that will save us a little this year is we don't have snow to run off into that access point and eat it up even faster. So what causes those accesses to eat up? Is it just traffic? Is it dirt that they're dragging onto the road, which is absorbing the sun or just combination of everything? Yeah, it's a combination of all that stuff, you know, and, and one thing I think a lot of guys kind of forget on the lake is, you know, 10 miles an hour is a pretty good speed for, for the lake. So if you are going to travel on and off those lakes, go slow, especially getting on and off. Um, that's going to help prolong that stuff. But um, that dirt getting pulled onto the ice, that, that starts to eat it up pretty quick. And this year with no snow, you've got concrete accesses. That's all heating up. Um, bull rushes, all that kind of stuff by shore. So, so that starts first. Um, that's the thinnest part of the lake. Uh, Ren and hey, so we've kind of laid out the premise that if you've got a permanent shack, you need to get it off. You need to get it up on dry ground. But there's a lot of folks who fish out of portables. They fish out of uh, maybe if it's a nice day like today, they're out on a bucket. You know, how is it for someone that is on foot, maybe on a quad, on a snowmobile, something like that? Are there things they should be looking for just in terms of the safety as to whether they should go out or not? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, kind of know the lake you're going to go to. You know, if it's a big round lake, you probably don't have a whole lot to worry about, but you do want to know if there's any creeks coming into it. Um, narrows can be another spot where ice can go a little faster. Um, anywhere, just creek, um, sensory rushes, bull rush edges, things like that. If you're going to have a lot of that stuff, it's probably going to deteriorate faster. Um, if you've got a, got a pretty wide open lake with not much around the shoreline, sandy lake, you're, you're going to get a little bit better length out of that ice. 
So, Randon, a lot of people really like to get out and ice fish after the walleye season closes in March. There's usually a lot less people on the lake, and the panfish are usually really fired up. Uh, panfish and tulabies, that's when the tulabie bite really gets going. Uh, and don't forget those tulabies. So this year, uh, it seems like right now we are in the same conditions that we would have in late March, if not even early April. Well, if it was last year, it would be uh, late April. Yes, but. yes. Yeah. So people really need to take that into consideration when they go out. As far as safety issues, um, what things should people be, should should you be following your standard heightened early ice safety precautions when you go out? Yes, for sure. Um, you should always have somebody with you. I think that's first and foremost. Um, second thing is always just let somebody know where you're going. That's just, that's, that's not being scared. That's just being responsible. So, um, and then after that, you got to really watch out for, uh, <clears throat> old holes. They can still be open and they can widen over time, but you have to kind of treat this as like late March, kind of like you guys said. So, you know, one thing I would always put in the back of my truck right now would be some planking. Um, even if they're like 10 foot long, two by eights or 10 foot long, two by 12, something like that. That'd be a good idea just in case you need it to get on or off. Yeah. Cause if you get, if you get on in the morning and the access looks okay, you don't know how many people are going to come behind you throughout that day. And that access might, might get kind of iffy. And although a lot of lakes, maybe otter tail might have that issue, but most of the lakes, smaller lakes around here aren't going to have too many big pressure ridge issues or big cracks show up when you're out driving on the lake. But if you're going up to Lake Winnipeg, Lake of the Woods, Red Lake, any of those bigger lakes, that can definitely happen, which is another great reason to have planks. I know, Kyle, there's been years where we've taken planks up to Lake Winnipeg with us and drug a trailer around all day with planks on it just so that we know we're going to be able to get off if we need to. So um, one other safety thing we really want to express is make sure that if you are driving a four-wheeler or something like that, that you are not crossing any big cracks because that's where, especially if you have any melting because those cracks will open up and they'll get a lot of wash out from that melting. And that's where a lot of people tend to drop in. So Randon, if people are going to get out, what kind of stuff are they looking for? Let's say they're looking for some crappies, you know, are they, are they still going to be out in those basin areas or uh, are they up in the weeds this year? Well, kind of the cool thing this year is we, we haven't had any snow. Um, we had kind of a warmed up fall. A lot of our weeds are still actually green. Um, I've still found a few patches of cabbage that, that still got some green stuff in them. So there's a lot of fish using those shallow weed flats right now. Um, you know, that 8 to 14 foot of water. Uh, if you can find some green standing leaves, there's going to be some fish in them. How about tulabies? I know you really, really love chasing tulabies this time of year. Um, how's that bite going? That bite has been a slow one to start. Um, they're starting to really get into those holes right now, but the feed bag's not really on hardcore. Um, some guys I know that have been out the last few mornings, it's been 10 one day, nothing the next day, two the day after that. So it's a little spotty right now, but she should be ramping up here pretty quick. So for those that have never chased after Tulabee, give us a one-minute rundown of what they need to do and where they need to look because it's not like you're fishing for walleyes or crappies or bass. 
No. And uh, once you catch a couple, you'll be hooked for good. I know that. But you're basically looking for some of the deepest holes in the lake. Um, doesn't mean you'll be fishing all the way down to the bottom, but you could be. So you're looking for that kind of 50 to 70 foot range, um, 50 to 100 foot range. And uh, a simple dropper rig, um, if you don't know what a dropper rig is, it's essentially a spoon of some kind with a 6 to 15 inch piece of line and a small tungsten jig. Um, and you're just going to use that. You're going to work the entire water column. Um, those fish will show up on your flashers very easy. You have a wide cone and 90 feet of water. So you're going to work that thing up and down, and those fish are going to be just like little tigers. So be ready. It's a light bite. Once you figure the cadence out that day, you're going to have a fun time catching them. And you are right. Once you catch a couple, you will be hooked, and you will be a March fishing addict like a lot of us. There's a reason why a lot of us really like March fishing. Randon, how do people get a hold of you if they want to book a summer trip or even a trip here in the next couple of weeks, an open water trip? Or a well, the ice absolute, trip. The absolute best way would be a phone call at 218-640-0158. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook or LockjawGuideService.com. Thank you, man. It's Randon Olson, Lockjaw Guide Service, and he seriously is one of the smartest, hardest working, and nicest guys we know in the fishing business. Stick around. We will be back with more Gone Outdoors. Have a short break.